Uh, good evening. Today is Monday, April 10th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's step is uh, step seven, and our speaker tonight is Victoria W. Thanks so much, Victoria. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad to be here with you all this evening. Um, this is actually... I guess I've, I've done, I've spoken about step six before. I don't think that I've ever spoken about step seven before, not just in CYOC, but, but ever actually. <laughs> so um, I know they go hand in hand, but this should still be, this should be interesting. Um, and I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I would say I want to start with a prayer, but I want to start with just like a moment of presence. because. I just um, just dealing with some health issues recently where my my brain doesn't focus on what I want it to focus on. And it's just another demonstration of my powerlessness <laughs> over a lot of things. Um, you know, not that I, I guess not that I would consider it a defect because I think I've been um, I think it's definitely been a growing experience because I'm somebody who holds a lot of pride in intellect and being able to communicate. And it's been a real challenge to have thoughts be really scattered and to know what I want to say, but not to be able to get the words out or know how I want to tell a story and not be able to make it sound as cohesive. Um, so I just want to start with a moment of, you know, I'm sitting on my couch. I I live in Miami, so I put the air conditioning on because I wanted to wear a sweatshirt because I want to feel cozy. I want to feel held. Um, I have a blanket on my lap. I've realized I've realized recently through a lot of this work actually that taking care of myself and and like pampering myself and you know giving myself something gentle to touch that feels like soft or comfortable or something that smells good or something like that. Like it just goes a really long way. Um, yeah, and hmm. And I think the other thing that's coming to me right now before sort of diving into things is just that um, I really, you know, I like, like in that way of using communication as a way of, of being proud of myself or really having like a lot of, um, like to offset my fear of my own inadequacy. A lot of times I use joking around or trying to be funny or trying to tell this captivating story. And I'll be honest, like, I think that serves me in some ways. Like, I think it's, you know, I've had some people tell me like, wow, like the way you gave that presentation was just like captivating, you know? And that made me feel so good that like, you know, getting in trouble for talking from the time I could talk <laughs> like has some, has some purpose, um, can be used for some good. Um, but also, but also realizing that that was a way that I, I felt like if I could perform for people or entertain, I didn't even really realize that that's what I would do, but it made me feel worthy. Um, and as I've become willing to like put some of that to the side, 
Um, what <laughs> slowly, what I've noticed is what I'm left with is a lot of a lot of fear, whether I whether I think I like whether it makes sense to me or not. Um, like I don't lo I don't logically have a fear that anybody in this space is gonna, you know, think like I'm an idiot or whatever. And honestly, if you do, like that's cool. I don't, you know, like I don't really I don't really care. But at the same time, I can say that and and I can still feel so unsettled because I've spent 30 years practicing living life one day and trying to practice walking in faith, like taking action towards a different way um, is, is not easy um, and it can be scary. And um, I mean, this is not meant to be like a big disclaimer, but I guess it's effectively acting as one, <laughs> but I think it also comes, I think it also is relevant because Step seven is about, you know, when we're willing asking for help to remove our character defects. Um, and the way I think about that is like to change our old ways of living, to ask for new ways of living. Once we see what's, once we see what behaviors have been there or what traits have been there that have come up in steps four and five that we may not find as desirable or that we may think that these maybe things our higher power would ask us to be rid of. Um, yeah, there is there is a verbalization of that ask for help that's encouraged as part of step seven. But to me, I also think what it's about is taking action that aligns with that, that demonstrates my willingness to like walk in faith that with the help of something higher than myself, like there can be progress made. Um, and I don't know, I think that's just that's just very real for me tonight you know i'm i'm one of the speaker getters for this go around and because a lot of people well for various reasons but a lot of people were celebrating holidays this this week and last week and i could tell that like this was a date that wasn't getting a lot of traction you know when i would ask people and you know i was like okay well i can do one you know and, and i'm sure my higher power will show me which topic you know i was like maybe it's step nine maybe it's the traditions maybe it's you know like what do i want to talk on and then it just became like um really clear that this was the space that opened up <laughs> um and i'm grateful to fill it even if it's maybe going to be different from what some of you have heard me share before or maybe you're going to say no that sounds exactly like what victoria would say um <laughs> i don't really know um but it's also really interesting because I've done some step six and step seven work recently, like in the last month or so, and um, and learned a lot from that. And yet I was still really resistant to like put myself in this space. So it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, there was that moment like last week where it was like, hmm, well, that's an idea. I guess I could do it if, you know, if if something doesn't shake out the way that I think it should or whatever was my plan. And then it went from that to then like becoming painfully clear that like, nope, nope, girl, this is your date. This is the date that you're speaking at CYOC. Like it, and it was just funny because even thinking that, yeah, maybe I have something to share here. Like I was really looking for any 
way out of it, like any way to talk about something that was more like intellectual or that I could take out some of the vulnerability from. Um, and it's interesting because I'm a really open person, like in terms of, you know, like my health history or things I've done in the past, like I'm that person who will be like, oh, you don't want TMI, then don't talk to me because that's all I do. You know, like I am, like I act like that, but there's other things that I really um, keep more reserved. And I think that has to do more with like my core fears and and some of the things that when I'm acting in fear, when I'm motivated by fear, those things that are those character traits that come out a lot. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. I, I I don't consider myself a shy person. I think even to say, oh, I'm shy about X would be like kind of, I'm I'm not a shy person in a lot of ways, but I love that today's an opportunity to, I don't know, just, just to take some action motivated by faith rather than fear. That's kind of, that's kind of how I feel. Um, so Step six, I'm sure people read this last week, but it's so short, I think I'll just read it again. So step six is basically asking us, you know, are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? That to me means all the things I don't like when I take my inventory, all the things that I write, like, where where is the produce that's rotten? Okay, let's, you know, now we want to get rid of that. If you've got a basement of rotten cases of rotten tomatoes, folks saying, yeah, I wish these weren't here. That's not going to cut it. There's got to be some stuff, right? We've got to become willing to do the heavy lifting to get that cleaned up, to make a change. Um, but here's the thing. I have, you know, when I came into this program, the first, I, I'll just say the first time I did a step six, I had 26 years of shit piled up. And I know many of us who come into this program at later ages have many more years than that. And like, I can do all the lifting I want, but I also need humility to say, oh, wait, this too, I cannot do on my own. Um, you know, it was really easy for me to come into OA just the way, just the way that my illness was at that time with compulsive eating. It was it was relatively easy for me to come in and say, yeah, I'm powerless over food. It was pretty clear. Like I wouldn't have come looking for this meeting if I didn't think that I had had I had power left over food. I had tried. <laughs> I had tried to do that for a while. Um, and I wasn't as crazy about asking for help to relieve that compulsion. Um, I wasn't that crazy about having to you know believe in that there's something else greater than me out there um, in the universe but then also believing that it could help me, also believing that it wanted to help me with this. Like it was very weird. And I, honestly, if I hadn't been that desperate, it, I don't I don't think, I, I think there was more like before the logic clicked into me, I was just like, yeah, okay. All right, sure. <laughs> like, okay, I'm suffering. If, oh, if you say so, if that's what I got to do, let's, let's do that. The great news is you can do just that. It can work if you do just that. If you, if you say, Yep. I don't know. Maybe 
that sounds good. I guess I'm willing to believe there could be something that can help me and I could maybe ask it to help. Like as long if you can do that, you can start to see results in this program. That is so cool to me. Um, but what I think about step six and step seven is, you know, for some of us, when we get there, our compulsion to eat may have subsided, may have been removed, may have lessened. Um, I know that it's not, you know, I believe that it's not a five-step program. It's not a three-step program. It's a 12-step program. So I'm not saying that we would necessarily be in a recovered state when we come to step six, but I do know that there are people who experience relief. And I I think I experienced a significant amount of relief to the point where I could take a look at step six and seven and keep moving forward. But what's beautiful about step six and seven now, especially is like my, I still act crazy a lot of times. Cause I'm just a weird, crazy person, you know, like I still act out. I still want things my way and get pissed off when I don't get it. Like, I mean, I can't tell you the, the, little kid that lives above us in this apartment has a small basketball that's around this big. And yesterday at 11 AM, which is a perfectly like acceptable time of day to be doing things because nobody's trying to like, we were awake and all this, and he is just bouncing this ball on. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to kill this child. When does he go back to school? Like, I'm like, who am I? You know? And it's like, clearly he's just bored like while his mom was making lunch for all the family members like just trying to have some fun and I get so caught up in my own world of Victoria um but those things happen to me and you know what doesn't cross my mind what doesn't cross my mind is oh I'm gonna need some ice cream so that I don't flip out more about this like that's how I used to act and I didn't even know that but I used to have pain and just go you know what is a really great bandage? Anything with so much fat that it is a solid at room temperature. <laughs> like it was just, um, it was just outrageous. Um, but my first step one was the food. And I'm living in a recovered state from that today, but there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm still powerless over. Ha! All the, all the things, all the things, just becoming more aware. I don't think I'm gaining any. Here's the cool thing about this program. Sometimes I'm, if somebody had told me this at the beginning, might not have thought it was as cool. I'm not getting any more power day by day. Zero more power. I wake up tomorrow. I have zero more power than I have today, but I am becoming more aware of how little power I have, how little power I deserve. Like I'm not entitled to being some master of the universe, some you know, director of the cosmos, um, some like producer of my own little Truman show starring me. Like, it's just, that's not, that's not something, um, like I'm becoming more aware of how much that's not my role, which is great, but it's also harder. <laughs> it's also harder to come to terms with. Um, so because of that, what I find myself in are a lot of new step ones of I'm powerless over my mother. I'm powerless over the layoffs in the economy right now. I'm powerless over, you know, having an anxiety disorder. I'm powerless over my pancreas not producing enough insulin. Like I'm powerless over my workout partner at the gym, not putting the cables like neat enough for when we switch. 
and like not wiping down the equipment when we switch places and I'm, you know, working out, trying to get some stress relief. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, this person is new. They don't know what they're doing. They need to put the cables neat. And then I go, Victoria, five, did you say five? Five left. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. You know, and then I'm like, I know I'll demonstrate to them when I switch how they should put the cables and then they'll see how beautiful I'm organizing this station. And then they'll do it the way I want it to be done when it's time for us to switch again. And guess what? That's not what happens because that's not my, that's not my job. Um, so if there's some of you right now being like, what the heck is she talking about? I would say also same, you know, like, I feel like I'm also on that, on that journey with you. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to talk about is that I have to constantly face that these things, you know, being a dishonest person, being a procrastinator, being someone who interrupts people um, all the time, because I get excited and I process things really fast. And I'm already like on the next part of the conversation and so excited to share. And I realize that not everybody engages that way. And some people find it very offensive. It just turns, turns out that only like my three closest coworkers and my life partner find that extremely offensive. And I feel like I'm on an obstacle course anytime I talk to one of them. Um, but those are all things I'm powerless over. So that's my step one. Um, and I feel like that's sort of this, this step six, you know, and step seven to me is when I'm ready to say, okay, I already said I need help. Am I willing to go to my higher power and ask for help with this to remove these things that we find objectionable, the things that we would like help with? Um, am I willing to am I willing to say, or you know, whether out loud or in my heart, something along the lines of like, Hey, higher power, I need your help. You know better than I do. Help me. To me, that's like the new iteration of step three. Um, so to me, that's what step seven is about is I've, I know that there's something that I'm powerless over. I know I need help. And step seven to me is like, I've made a decision that I'm going to ask for help, but also, but also what do we do after step three? We start going into action. So I think that's really important too. So once I ask for help, to me also part of step seven is about, um, you know, obviously taking action in terms of eight and nine, like if we've harmed, if we've created harms and like making those amends, but be, before we even get there, um, it's about saying, okay, now what can I do, right? What am I not powerless over with regards to the situation? How can I show up? How can I ask my higher power to help me be willing to take some action that shows that I mean business, that shows that I'm not just like, hey, I really want to stop lying. And every time I lie, I go, oh, please remove this dishonesty from me. Doesn't mean it happens like overnight. I mean, there's a lot of things where I would get pissed off. I'd be like, I've prayed for this to be removed. Why hasn't it been removed yet? It's like, well, it's not on your timeline, babe. It's like, that's not what's happening. It's like, that's not, that's not how this works. Um, right. It's the same for, it's the same if we were to say, oh, I've prayed so many times. I've just said so many times, you know, for, for help to stop eating. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why each person has their individual timeline or what there is more to learn from the pain that we might experience from some of these defects if they're not instantly removed. Um, but, <laughs> but I admit that I don't know best. 
Um, I admit, you know, step seven to me is saying to my higher power, like, okay, my way obviously isn't working and please help show me the way because I, I, I keep trying to find it. Right. Like even in that, I can get into self too. I can be like, I can be like, oh, you know what? This must be what my higher power wants me to do. And this is exactly how I'm going to grow spiritually today. And I'm going to become better and blah, blah, blah. But like, that's not, at least for me, that hasn't been my experience of how it works. A lot of times it just, what usually happens is I become more aware of it, more painfully aware of how pervasive these, these behaviors are, or these, um, habits are. Um, one minute, Victoria, in case you didn't hear me. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. Thank you. I'll wrap up with this. Um, I'll wrap up with this, but I think the point that I'm trying to say is what step seven is about for me is like asking for that help, but also being willing to put my money where my mouth is and doesn't have to mean being like, oh, I'm never going to lie again. That's my action. Like, no, but like, okay, if I lie, am I willing to try to become more aware to stop myself and say, oops, what I said just wasn't true. You know, like, am I willing to try and act with humility, even if it's hard? Um, until recently, I rewrote my seventh my seventh step prayer with regard to specific defects that I was um, working on or not working on, becoming aware of, wanting help with. <laughs> um, and this is what I wrote. So, dear higher power, I know you already do have all of me, all that I am, all that I have been, and all that I may be going forward. Please know that I am earnestly searching to have these defects of character lifted from me, if it is your will. While these traits are disruptive to my own serenity, I'm becoming aware of how they prevent me from serving others and fostering love and community with the humans around me. Um, please remove my judgment, and if it be your will, replace it with tolerance and humility. Please remove my self-pity, and if it be your will, replace it with acceptance and humility. Please remove my procrastination, and if it be your will, replace it with zeal to carry out actions um, in alignment with your will for me. Please remove my pessimism, and if it be your will, replace it with open-mindedness. Please remove my impulsivity, especially with communication. <laughs> and if it be your will, replace it with consideration and pause and patience. I am now ready to release these defects to your care where they belong. Thank you. I love you. So that to me was a way of saying like, because I had written ones before, like, take this for me. Yay. I'm in. We're done. You know, like, and it's like that. What I really had to come to terms with was like, I can't even ask for me. I can't even ask, like, can you please take this away from me? Because that's too transactional for me. I found uh, I get too invested in a specific outcome. So this per this personal rewriting um, helped me. And I've been saying that over the last couple of months with when those things pop up to remind me that like, that's not, um, that's not the role of step seven, but um, I'm out of time now. So I would love to hear what other people share and appreciate you being on tonight's journey with me. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria, for your sharing and openness. I really appreciate that. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. And again, we're on step seven. We ask that you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. 
you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions. Or press star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. The speaker is asked a question. Please allow three minutes for the answer. All right, and we will start with Amy B. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim and Yvonne, for doing service tonight uh, on the meeting. Thank you, everybody who read and um, just everybody who's being here for being part of our community tonight. And thank you, Victoria, for coming in with uh, step seven, especially for sharing that custom uh, seven step prayer. I really love that. Thank you so much for sharing um, that intimate uh, rewriting, doing a lot of personalizing of um, this program uh, to sort of feel connected to it. So I appreciate you sharing that. Step seven. Um, yeah, thank you also for pointing out the, the that it's another surrender, that it's a second surrender. And that first step three surrender is a surrender that's made based on what I learned from step one and step from, you know, learning about step one and step two, about myself, about what I need, about what I need to go forward. And I do that initial surrender, like, man, I need some help, some help. And I don't even know the language beyond that. I don't even know how to understand what I need help from, or, you know, I can barely get my head around what I need help with. And, and that initial surrender followed by an action where I learn more about myself and what's been blocking me. And I, at step six, get that decision where it's like, all right, do I, do I see how this has been blocking me and I want to be rid of it? And that one through six is the first half of the steps. Seven starts a new surrender. Based on what I learned, not only in one and two in that surrender, but now what the action about myself internally and what's blocking me in how I am. Am I ready to surrender again and turn it out into the world? Am I ready to do some lessons that now involve other people? Amends, helping, service. That first surrender leading to an action about figuring out what's blocking me. And then in step seven, it's like, all right, am I ready to now take this out into the world? And actually, it's like the idea of training wheels. Um, you know, they start and then they get a little closer together to the bicycle and then they get taken off. So like in the first step surrender, I still have the, it's still just me. I'm still just working on me. I'm not quite ready to go out in the world yet with what I've learned or what I'm learning. And then in step seven, I get to do that. And that's my time. I see it ticking out. Thank you for that. I'm just real grateful to be back here uh, after COVID. Um, yeah, just really, really glad to be back in the world with y'all. Love you, CYOC. I pass. Thank you, Amy. And next up, we have Ann L. Hi, my name's Ann. I'm a uh, 
grateful compulsive overeater. Thank you so much, Victoria. Um, and Amy, I think you helped me even more um, kind of separate those two out because, um, you know, with the six, I still wanted to hang on to some things. And, um, you know, I wasn't quite done with them yet. And, um, but, you know, for me, I had to really look, go back and look at the harms again and just say, look at the harm you've done. And once I identified those harms one more time, it helped open the door a crack for me to say, if I don't wanna do those harms again, then I need to look at it a different way and find um, some relief. And I guess for me, I um, something that helped me a, um, a little bit was trying to put a pause into my reactions and so that I would not just boom, react right off the dot all the time. Now, I, I, I have to be honest here and say that my closest relationships, which are the ones at home, are the ones where I have to do 10 steps on frequently um, because those are the people that I'm closest to and when it gets to the latter part of the day and I'm getting a little bit tired and somebody else is getting a little bit tired, then things can happen. And that's where for me, the 10th step really um, helps me. Um, and another person also helps me identify exactly um, what I, I was doing. And then I get the opportunity to um, to make amends if I need to, unless I didn't say anything. And um, I've, I've gotten a little bit better with that saying things and not saying as much anymore. But you know, there's always that situation where there's a boom and you know, it happens. And I just have to remember that when that, that boom and it happens is I really have to go and do that. I have to make amends. Um, and when I do make amends, I always feel so much better. It's just like uh, the firecracker exploding and all of a sudden I get that relief and I can say, okay. And, you know, and a lot of that also depends on, you know, my willingness to give things to my higher power. And, you know, early on, I wasn't always as willing to do that. But once I got over to the seven, you know, it was becoming you know, because it's that humbly, it's humbly, it's when I have to take the time to get down on my knees and open myself up, open my heart up a little bit and find a way to say, okay, I am not the be all end all here. And there's something bigger than me out there. And I have to accept my part in what's going on and find that gentle place for myself. And thank you very much, whoever the timer was, for sh shutting me off. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Anne. And next up, we have Nancy P. Hi, Nancy P. Recovering West Newton, Massachusetts. I think that um, step seven serves as a bracket with step three for four, five, and six. And four and six are wind-ups. 
and five and seven are pitches. Because step four isn't actually work. Step four is organizing so that you can do some work in five. And then in step six, it says, are you ready? And if you're not, it's okay, do this. But if you are, then you can do this. That's step seven. And, you know, as a compulsive reader of the hopeless variety, I always assume that whatever I'm going to change to, the new thing is going to suck. And whatever I have now is what I want because that's what I'm familiar with. And I just had a sponsee call me today and she had to change something and she didn't want to do it. And I was not sympathetic. I told her to grow up. And, um, and that's what I said. I said, well, I did say grow up. And I said, I, I suppose a, I could be a little gentler and say, what makes you think that the thing that you're going to change to is not going to be better than what you have now? Because that's exactly what happened to me. I lived in this horrible place for a long, 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 long time. And I, even though I saw other people around me serene and happy and everything was, you know, like they were relieved of the obsession to eat and their lives were, the trajectory was completely different, even though everything, I know that everything in their lives weren't, wasn't perfect as, not, as everything in my life is not perfect. But um, what I found out was whatever I got to replace all that rage and that fear and that pain, like why would I wanna bathe in that every day? Like, why would I wanna do that? Yet that's exactly what I did every day. And um, so step seven is like this thing that kind of keeps me on fire. You know, I, I recovered and I'm not into God at all, but um, in Bill's story, he says, he gets into this God thing as he then understood it. And the implication being that his understanding will grow and deepen. And I like the metaphor, you know, then and now, because step seven is now, and step six is then. Why wouldn't I want to live in now, which is way better than then? And, um, you know, when I got to step seven, I was like, oh, 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 you know, and then, like, which I have a lot of, I spend a lot of time saying, oh, no, you know, but about everything in my life. But, but what the reality is, and I have this as ex actual experience, is that what I get is way better than what I had, way better. And I'll wrap up with this, like, I don't get what I need. I don't get what I want. I get what I get. And everybody gets the same kit of simple spiritual tools laid at their feet. I tell my sponsees that they come from Joe's Simple Kit of Spiritual Tools Emporium. And there's a whole warehouse full of them. It's what you do with them that counts. And, you know, step seven has been like awesome. So I highly recommend it. I'll pass with that. Thank you, Nancy. And we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares.